Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello dear listener and welcome to Owning It The Anxiety Podcast where we come together to better understand and manage our experience of anxiety. This week, the last episode before Christmas, I am joined by Stanford psychiatrist Dr. David Spiegel to talk about hypnosis and self-hypnosis. Now before you switch off and think what a load of poppycock, I was and always have been cynical about this too, but David is very much from the science and research school of thought and he utterly dispels my distrust of hypnosis here, educating me and hopefully you too on what an effective scientifically backed intervention it can be to help us through anxiety, especially when it comes to things like phobias. I love talking to him and I hope you find it interesting too and helpful. I'll be back in the new year, but in the meantime, please do hop over to my Substack and subscribe for more content. You'll find me at carolineforeign.substack.com forward slash subscribe and in my show notes I have a handy little discount code for Dr. Spiegel's self-hypnosis app which is called Reverie. Dr. David Spiegel, Stanford psychiatrist with so much experience. I don't have enough time in like 45 minutes to talk to you about all of your your wealth of information but thank you so much for joining me on Owning It The Anxiety Podcast. You're most welcome. Glad to be here. We are talking today about hypnosis, specifically in relation to anxiety. And I'm going to be real honest with you from the get-go and say, when I got your email, because I get a lot of emails about different therapies and different things, I did think, oh, is this another thing that I'm going to fall for and think all I have to do is one session and I'll be cured forever because I've fallen down that rabbit hole before. And I'm so conscious with my listeners of always bringing them something that's backed by research and I, could, I couldn't get over the amount of clinical research involved in this world of hypnosis. I, I like foolishly thought of it as something kind of woo-woo or otherworldly. So to start, 
can you help just myth bust a little bit about hypnosis the the perceptions that people have of it and what you think it's really about uh thank you for the opportunity caroline and um you know what you're describing is something i am more than familiar with it has frustrated the hell out of me for a very long time as you know i've been doing research on hypnosis for almost half a century now and i and many colleagues have demonstrated that hypnosis is a naturally occurring very helpful state of consciousness that can help people with lots of problems like pain without addiction like anxiety like phobias getting to sleep, uh, performance anxiety. Um, it can help people stop smoking. It's, it's a, it is the oldest Western conception of a psychotherapy. The first time a talking interaction with a doctor was thought to have therapeutic potential. And yet it remains something that intelligent people like you are afraid of, are worried about, uh, because somebody has seen a stage show where the football coach danced like a ballerina and um they or they they see a movie like get out which you know is just ridiculous and so there are real misconceptions and the single biggest one is that you lose control in hypnosis you actually enhance your control over mind and body in hypnosis all hypnosis is really self-hypnosis and what i do on our self-hypnosis app reverie is teach people how to use their own hypnotic ability and that is an asset, not a liability. It's a okay. way of building your strength, not making yourself vulnerable. So for someone who's maybe never done it in a professional context, before we get onto the self-hypnosis with, with your brilliant app, but if someone was to come into you saying, look, I'm suffering with constant panic attacks, I have this history of anxiety, what actually happens in hypnosis? What's happening in the brain? What's happening in the body? Is there anything physiological happening to the stress hormones? And is it just in the moment that you're there in the session? So what you come in and you tell me you're having anxiety going to a party or you're afraid to fly on an airplane or something. And what I do is take a history and figure out exactly what the dimensions of your anxiety are, how it interferes with your life. I then give you a test of your hypnotizability, which takes about five to six minutes. We have a version of the test on the app. And um, I well, determine what's that hypnotizability. Yes. So not everybody is equally hypnotizable. Um, do you get so caught up in a good movie that you kind of forget you're watching a movie and enter the imagined world? I would say I'm I would say I'm the perfect candidate for you. There I you go. I you feel I feel things greatly. I get I'm very, I, very capable of being present. But it's interesting that you some people are sort of more uh, susceptible, not susceptible, but more um, have, I guess, more capable yeah. is the word. Yes, thank you of experience hypnosis. That's right. And, you know, it can go with having an anxiety problem in that, um, as you've described it on your app, your experience can be that once you start ruminating about this, you get more and more anxious and you're afraid to show your anxiety and you think I have to perform well and I have to make sure people like me and don't turn off and all that. So if you can lose yourself in those ruminations, that can make you more anxious, but it can also make you less anxious. It can help you control your anxiety. So what I do is give it just a test experience. So if I if I pull your hand down, will it float right back up in the air? And people who are hypnotizable can kind of detach a part of their body. And just the way you have feelings in your body, you know, your stomach tightens up when you start to get anxious, your muscles get tight. That can be a kind of experience that you can control learning hypnosis because you can change the way your body feels 
a lot of the messages that come about being anxious are physical, not mental. So you start to worry about something. You start to sweat. Your body tenses up. You notice that. You feel worse. It's like a snowball rolling downhill. It gets worse and worse. And the nice thing about hypnosis is you can start from the body up, helping your body be more comfortable first. So the next step after I determine how hypnotizable you are is I teach you how to very quickly go into a state of self-hypnosis. And it takes a minute. It doesn't take, you know, half an hour or an hour. You don't have to count upstairs and downstairs. You shift gears. And then I would teach you to imagine you're floating in a bath, a lake, a hot tub, or floating in space. You had somebody on your program who has a floating thing that he gets people doing that. That's good because it gets you to get you start with your body being more comfortable. Now, if you're stressed about something, if you're worried about giving a talk, if you're worried about how people at a party are going to react to you, your body starts to tense up. You can't immediately do anything about how they react to you, but you can immediately do something about how your body reacts to the anxiety. So you start from the body up, you get your body floating as if you were in a bath, the lake, a hot tub, or floating in space. Control that and then begin to face the thing that you're worried about. So hypnosis can be very helpful in starting with the physiology first and working up. It's so interesting. I just had a conversation with a completely different kind of expert um, yesterday for the podcast, but they also brought my mind to that place as well, where I think so many people try to think their way out of anxiety and rationalize their way out of it. And so often it's, you know, you've gone beyond the point of ration and being able to think rationally. And she said to me, like what you're saying here, if you can focus on the body and finding ways to make your body feel safe and relaxed and then that will kind of communicate to your mind that okay maybe I am okay here maybe I can dial down the alarm bells so I suppose it's similar in that way that you're going body first when I think we live in a world that's so you know cognition first thoughts first how we speak to ourselves first and I've always really struggled with that difference between no logically knowing I'm okay but feeling really anxious and being like what's this difference I can't okay I know that I'm fine but I still feel full my i'm in fight or flight mode right that's exactly right and look you know we're we're built that way because we're very pathetic physical creatures you know there are lots of animals in the world that are faster stronger than us they smell better they see better what has helped us survive is to have this alarm system in our body so that we but what that means is we tend to interpret any threat as a physical threat so even if the guys at the party don't like you, it's not a physical threat to you, but your body reacts as though it were. And so part of the way you can counter it with hypnosis, which is especially good for reasons we understand at helping you control your body, is you can make your body feel safe and comfortable first. Think of it, your body is kind of like your child. You know, if your child were scared, you wouldn't tell it you have nothing to be afraid of. You know, you'll just scare the kid more. So what do you do? What would you do with your child who was scared? How oh, would you it's always about meeting him where he's at and comforting him and soothing. And yeah. And then I guess never trying to solve it in the fearful moment, but just soothe him and then try and figure it out later. Exactly. So use that same wisdom with your own body. You soothe your body the way you soothe your child. You give him a hug. You stroke their head. You say, you'll be okay. I'm going to look after you. And that is what helps the child deal with whatever it is they're afraid of. And your body is like your child. It depends on you for how it faces threat. And what you need to do is calm your body because 
most of the threats we get anxious about are not physical threats. They're mental, emotional threats. So you don't need the physical reaction. And hypnosis is really good at quickly reducing uh, your physical anxiety. We find that uh, three out of four people within 12 minutes using uh, the Reverie app feel less stress. They feel a reduction in their level of physical stress. And that's the way we start. And is the idea with hypnosis, obviously, like I've had maybe not the best hypnosis before, but I've been in situations before where I've had different therapies and I'm very capable of getting super relaxed in the session and feeling like really safe and like I've nothing to worry about. And then I would, I found it hard to sort of take that with me. Is it a case of getting like flexing it like a muscle within yourself that you can then, when you're in that stress moment or you're in that kind of crisis point that you can switch it on for yourself? Yes, that's exactly it. And you can use it with the help of the app if you want, or just remembering what you did. Uh, it's often very useful if you know you're heading into a situation, you have to give a talk or you're going to a party. Take like three minutes and sit down or lie down, go into the state of self-hypnosis, feel your body floating, let your hand float up in the air, and just experience that sense of comfort. And once you've got that physically, then picture, okay, what do I want to do here? What are my goals? What am I going to accomplish? And you don't worry about how people are going to react to it. You just say, here's my strategy. Here's what I'm going to do. As if you were going into a tennis match or something, you're planning what your strategy is. And then you come out of it and you go on and do it. And if you find that you get anxious again, that's fine. Step aside, go to the ladies' room, do the same thing again and come back out. So it's a kind of self-regulation through somatic regulation that can help you manage it. And it's there anytime you need it. I'm so interested in the, like under the hood, what's happening, uh, obviously with your scientific background, are you able to see that, okay, certain parts of the brain are calming down certain soothing chemicals are being activated apart from just, you know, ostensibly hearing about being relaxed while it's happening. What's, what's going on? What's the science of it? Yes, Caroline, we, we have done that. We've been very interested in that. And so um, we have taken a lot of high versus low hypnotizable people. We measure them first, get people at the extreme so we can see the differences. We put them into a functional MRI scanner. So it's magnetic resonance imaging. You can see elegant anatomy, but also activity in different parts of the brain. And so we had conditions where sometimes they were just there and relaxing or resting. Sometimes they were doing a hypnotic exercise compared to low hypnotizables who were trying to do the same things. And we saw three things happening in the brain. The first is turning down activity in the what we call the salience network, the anterior cingulate cortex in particular, the dorsal anterior cingulate cortex. The cingulate cortex is like a C on its ends, right smack in the middle of the brain. And the front part of it is uh, sort of the, the the alarm system in the brain. It's the part that goes off when you're worried about something. It's the part that goes off when you get anxious or panicked. Uh, it's a pattern matching system that says things aren't going the way they're supposed to. So if you hear a loud noise, it's it's that part of your brain that's saying, hey, wait a minute, there's a noise out there. Maybe it's a gunshot or something. You better take care of it. It's what happens in social media when you get a post that says that there are 14 girls out there who are better looking than you are, you know, that, that it, it's a threat and you have to deal with the threat. So you turn down the part of your brain that naturally will distract you and make you anxious. And we've actually found that not only do you turn it down when you're hypnotized, but highly hypnotizable people have more inhibitory neurotransmitter GABA 
that that reduces activity in that area than low hypnotizable people. So you have, as a, as a hypnotizable person, you have this little pharmacy in that part of your brain in the alarm system that is well equipped to shut it down without taking a benzodiazepine. You, you can dis, dispense it yourself in your brain and calm yourself down very quickly. So that's one thing that happens. The second thing is that there's more functional connectivity. That is when one region is active, the other region gets active in the insula, which is a little part of the brain. Insula means island in Latin, and it's right smack in the middle of the front of your brain. It's a mind-body conduit. So it's a part of the brain where your mind tells your body what to do and it responds, and you can sense what we call interoception. You can respond to how the body is feeling. And that interaction is part of what can make anxiety disorders so difficult, is that you worry, and then you sense that tension in your gut, the sweating, the heart rate, the blood pressure goes up, and you feel worse. Oh, my God, this must be really bad. In hypnosis, you can control that better, and you can shut it down. You can just say, I'm going to let my body feel calm, whatever it is my poor brain is worrying about. The third thing that happens is that when you're working in hypnosis, using the prefrontal cortex here that helps to control emotion and phys physical feeling as well, you turn down activity in the back part of the cingulate cortex. We call that the default mode network. It's a part of the brain where you reflect on who you are. So when you're having one of these anxious episodes thinking, oh my God, people are not going to like me here. I'm going to be, and I always screw these things up and I feel terrible. That's the default mode firing away saying, here's who I am and here's what people think of me. And the nice thing about hypnosis is you can turn down activity in that part of your brain. Now, that's what people fear. That's the sort of, you know, oh, my God, he can make a fool of me. Well, I don't like anybody making a fool of anybody in or out of hypnosis. But it does illustrate something, that you can be different. You can try out being different and see what it feels like. You can let go of the usual fear and anxiety that you have, your usual preoccupation with what people are thinking about you, how they judge you, and just turn that down. It's, it's a part of the brain that experienced meditators turn down activity as well. It's, it's getting over yourself, just being, don't worry about who you are. It's a beautiful setup for actually changing, mm -hmm. for saying, you know, if I went to this party and I acted like one of the popular girls instead of one of the ones that hangs out by the wall, um, let's see what would happen. Now you think I can't do that, but you know what? You can. Hypnosis is very good at letting you try out being somebody else and see what it feels like. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. 
Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June too is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You mentioned meditation there, and I'm just curious, is there are there any key differences between a really experienced person who meditates and a really experienced person who can self-hypnotize? Yes, there are. Uh meditation is a wonderful thing. It's very interesting. It's Eastern. You don't do it to solve a problem, you do it to be different. And so meditators often you know, will meditate twice a day for half an hour. John Kabat-Zinn's Mindfulness-based stress reduction recommends that. Um, and the parts of the brain that are affected are different. For meditation, it's mostly that default mode network, not so much turning down activity in the salience network, which you do very effectively with hypnosis. And hypnosis is for problem solving. I'm not trying to create a world where there are millions of people walking around hypnotized. <laughs> I'm trying to give them a tool that they can use when they need it. Okay. So if they're anxious, if they have a phobia, if they want to stop smoking, if they need to get to sleep, they want to handle stress better, that's what hypnosis is for. And it's so it's fast and it's effective. It's a problem solving tool, whereas meditation is a person solving tool. It's just, yeah, I suppose the act of just being, which is challenging because we always want to do something or achieve something or fix something, which is probably why I found it so frustrating. Um, yes. A lot of what you describe sounds to me like this would be most suitable to more acute anxieties like phobias or panic attacks. Talking specifically about anxiety, I mean, I know it's helpful for sleep and other smoking and, and things like that. And um, so I, I suppose for my listeners, I always try to differentiate between like someone could just be not really an anxious person, but have a particular phobia about getting on planes, but not experience anxiety outside of that. Whereas yeah. I am someone who I don't really have any particular phobias, nothing acute that I'm nothing tangible that I can put my finger on. But I have been someone who has just carried a lot of anxiety. And I've had phases in my life where it's been I've just had such high cortisol for a number of different lifestyle factors. And maybe you just I have a natural kind of propensity towards it. But it's more like a generalized anxiety where it's not, it's like, it's not, I'm worried about something specific. So do you think hypnosis is more effective for that more acute, put your finger on it type of anxiety than it is for someone like me? Well, I think it's easier to tell how much it's going to help you because I mean, I had a guy who used reverie, very experienced businessman who used to fly over the, the world and it just had a bad episode in a plane, um, you know, where it was really bouncing around, scared the hell out of him. And for years, he couldn't fly. He was just so anxious. And he tried the Reverie app, um, and I had him concentrate on three things. Get into a self-hypnotic state as soon as you buckle your seatbelt. Float with the plane. Enjoy the movement of the plane. Most people fight the plane, and that makes it worse. And you've talked about that with anxiety. If you fight it, it gets worse, not better. You want to own it instead. So he he was floating as if he were like on a on a roller coaster, just enjoying the movement. And then think of the plane as an extension of your body. 
like a bicycle. It gets you somewhere faster than walking. So that's what the plane is doing. And third, think of the difference between a possibility and a probability. It's always possible the plane will crash. Lots of things are possible, but that doesn't make them likely to happen. So instead, you focus on what you're for. Um, and so the thing about what you're saying, though, is so he he got it and he was flying again, you know, just like that. And he knew it were two things. Number one, he could see how to approach the problem and feel a difference. And number two, he had it available to him anytime he needed it. Um, and that's the thing. You, you don't need to be hypnotized all the time. You need to know that you've got that tool in your pocket if you ever do need it. And okay. so for more general anxiety, it's it's not that it will necessarily just get dissolved if it if you can be anxious in various situations, but you know you can always step aside, reestablish your control over your body and your mind, and then go on and deal with it until the next time you need help with it. So it's always there for you when you need it. Let's address the fear, which might be completely um inappropriate to have about hypnosis but like you say talking about the idea of being made to like balk like a chicken on stage or something is it possible that hypnosis can ever go wrong well it, it anything's possible i've used it is it with, probable <laughs> no i i've used it with about seven thousand people in my career um yeah. patients and research subjects and the number of sort of spontaneous problems is less than the number of fingers i'm holding up right now five um, and they were all soluble. So the thing is, you can sh slip into the state easily. You can slip out of it easily. And I, you know, to be honest with you, when we started Reverie about four years ago, I was worried about it because earlier in my career, I would have been afraid to, you know, be hypnotizing people all around the world, you know. Um, and um, we've had virtually no difference. We've had 500,000 downloads. Again, it's been like three or four people. One said my headaches got worse instead of better. You know, there are a few things like that, but nothing. And I'll tell you why. Because there's been research showing that people who are highly hypnotizable are in hypnotic-like states all the time anyway. We call it absorption. So if you're the kind of person, as I asked you before, if you get caught up in a good movie, you're in a hypnotic-like state. You're in, you're in, you've entered the imagined world. It's, hypnosis has been called believed in imagination. And you're in it. And then later on, when the movie's over, you may think, you know, come to think of it, I'm not sure that the, the actress was that good or that the ending was disappointing. Or, you know, you can think about that later, but at the time, you're just in it. That's what hypnosis is like. It's highly focused attention, like getting so caught up in a movie, like looking through a telephoto lens in a camera. You're aware of the center of your attention and you're less aware of the context. So it's a shift, it's a natural shift in our concentration and some people can do that more intensely than others but um if you compare it to the the risks of using benzodiazepines which i prescribe they're they're useful anti-anxiety drugs but the more you use them the less helpful they are okay. you get habituated you sometimes have withdrawal problems they can impair your concentration sometimes and so the risk with hypnosis are vanishingly small compared to the risk with any medication you use. And I prescribe medications. The problem is even more so with chronic pain. Mm -hmm. You know, we've lost 82,000 Americans died to opioid overdoses last year. The CDC is expecting 111,000 this year. Nobody has died with a hypnosis overdose, I can assure you. So when people say, oh, it must be dangerous, yeah. uh, 
Okay. Well, hopefully we've, we've solved that for them. You, you use the word absorption there and being able to get absorbed in something and that being very um, favorable, I suppose, to get you into a state of hypnosis. Do you worry that these days, so many of us, like I feel less and less capable of being absorbed in something because of the constant switching of tabs, the phone, you know, I'm watching TV while I'm also on my phone. I'm also half having a conversation. I'm also listening to my child. I'm also listening out for the door in cases of FedEx delivery. Do you think hypnosis could be used as a tool to help people regain focus? I think that's a great point. And I think you're absolutely right. I think we are, we're so, our attention is so splintered that we're not genuinely doing anything. I was, I was just on local television about the loneliness epidemic and the Surgeon General talking about that. And, and part of it is that even now that, you know, with the pandemic, winding down we're actually able to see people and have contact with people but even when we do people are using these things six hours a day i've seen teenagers sitting around where normally you know when i was a teenager you'd be laughing and joking and teasing one another and all this stuff and they're all sitting there together scrolling on their phone so you're with people but you're not and so one of the problems is that that this the elect, these electronic miracles are also disrupting our capacity for concentration, for being together with people, for doing constructive, interesting things together. So it's a real problem we got to deal with. And would that would that mean that people become less hypnotizable because of this? Could they be could they be rescued by it? Is what I'm asking. Well, I think so. No, I don't think they become less hypnotizable. They become less. Uh, likely to use their hypnotic ability in a good way so instead they get so absorbed in whatever is coming up next on the screen rather than saying you know i really want to get to know this person better and mm -hmm. i'm going to phone aside and turn it off and just pay attention to this person i want to get to know so you can you know it's a tool and it can be used for good things and it can be used for not so good things mm -hmm. so i think it's a matter of how we use it absolutely I want to reiterate to listeners that you are a Stanford psychiatrist with 45 plus years experience, not to give away your age. <laughs> um, but I want to give you a chance to explain Reverie. Tell me about how you made the leap into the offering self-hypnosis, how it works, what people can expect, what kind of person would it be most suited to and what would it really help for? Sure. Well, thank you. And you're absolutely right. And there is a lot of stuff out there that... Uh, you wouldn't recommend, I wouldn't recommend either. I, I've i been doing this work um, for, as you said, some 45 years. Um, I can see how much it helps people. Uh, I've used it with thousands of patients to help them with pain, insomnia, stress management, uh, dealing with traumatic stress, the aftermath of trauma. Um, uh, for stopping smoking, we get one out of five people that just stop smoking using the app. Wow. Um and and we have evidence that it works. We've done randomized trials showing that people undergoing medical procedures uh, that don't that don't allow for general anesthesia are let have have you know twenty percent of the pain, no anxiety at all compared to significant anxiety with others throughout a procedure. They get done using less medication with less complications and faster. So we've demonstrated that in published clinical trials. And I thought, you know, I, I my, and through much of my career as an academic psychiatrist, I thought if I just do enough research and if I demonstrate what the mechanism is in the brain, people will start to use it more. Mm -hmm. 
And you know what? That hasn't happened. And I'm very frustrated by it. So about four years ago, I was giving a talk at a Brain Mind Summit at Stanford. And Ariel Poehler, who's a serial entrepreneur, MIT grad, Stanford Business School, um, came up to me after the talk and said, hey, you know, you want to make an app, see what happens. And it was at the time when it, Amazon's Alexa was just starting and they were uh, making it very easy to create these speech interactive programs. And I thought, because I didn't want just a, a tape recording, I wanted something that was interactive. So it'd be more like the experience with me. So we built an app um, to in which I would start with the hypnosis, ask, is your hand floating in the air? If they said yes, I'd give one kind of instruction. If they said no, I'd give another kind. Of, so, so throughout, it's interactive and it's more like being with me in the office. And we tried it for smoking control. And um, we got 19% complete abstinence from people just using the app. Uh, we had one woman who was a, a social worker in San Francisco who she said, I didn't even want to stop smoking. I smoked for 25 years. And um, I the first time I tried it, I didn't like it. I tried it again that night. I lit up a cigarette. I looked at it. I said, who needs this? I put it out. I have not had a cigarette since. And she said to me, you know, Spiegel, this is some kind of crazy ass voodoo shit. And I mean that in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> and what's cool about that is I love the element of surprise. People surprise themselves. She's now going around getting her friends to stop smoking. So we thought, you know what, this works, but it was kind of clunky using the Alexa, you know, um, mm -hmm. uh, voice speaker. And so we built our own app and it is very smooth now. And we help people uh, get to sleep, stay asleep. You know, I, I really, I used to think, can it be almost as good as being with me in the office? And then I thought, you know what, if you wake up at three in the morning and want to go back to sleep, you don't want me in your bedroom telling you how to do it. <laughs> but but you got me if you got your smartphone. So um, we do that for pain control. It's very helpful for pain control. And we're finding that three out of four people using it in the first 12 minutes feel better. They feel their pain is improved. I had one woman who I was seeing in person who was pregnant and she had very bad lower back disease. And so as the baby grew, her back pain got worse and worse. She couldn't use meds because of the baby. And um, so I got her hypnotized. I had her imagine she was floating in a bath, warm, tingling numbness, filtered her head out of the pain. And her pain went from seven to three out of 10. And yeah. she opened her eyes and she looked angry. And I said, what are you angry about? She said, why in the hell are you the last doctor I got sent to instead of the first? Mm. And that, you know, it's that prejudice, Caroline. I'm, I'm just so frustrated with this absolutely wrong-headed belief that hypnosis is either useless or dangerous or both and neither is true it's an effective mental tool you know we're our major evolutionary advantage as humans is this three pound object on the top of our shoulders that connects to every part of the body helps us elegantly control everything we do and sense what's going on throughout the body but it doesn't come with a user's manual yeah. we don't automatically know all the good ways we can use our brain and this is one of them yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so much potential that is untapped and we end up using our brains or falling into rhythms and patterns that are not helping us when there's so much that we can do without having to look elsewhere or spend more money or take more medication. That's why I built Reverie and, and it's working, you know. Amazing. Congratulations. Before I let you go, I mean, I am obviously so um 
excited to have a Stanford psychiatrist, you know, on my podcast. Uh, you guys are the the big celebrities to me. People are like, why don't you get some real famous people on? I'm like, I am fangirling when I have the likes of yourself on because I love being able to, I guess, get confirmation that the things that I've figured out or read or understood are like I'm on the right path of understanding things because that has, you know, that knowledge has been so powerful for me to just be able to help myself and help other people and um, but I'm curious separate to hypnosis or maybe maybe not separate what do you think is the biggest reason why people are experiencing more anxiety these days what do you see as a big factor well Caroline you know the world is going to hell in a handbasket I can't believe how bad things are I mean we're you know industry and the fossil fuel companies have turned our atmosphere into a giant love canal full of pollution and we can, you know, and there are these weather deniers saying, you know, there's nothing wrong. And, and you know, the, the globe has never been this hot and the weather has been absolutely crazy between floods and fires and everything else. And then we have these needless, horrifying wars and genocidal attacks on people in Israel, the deaths in, in that war with, in, with Gaza and uh, Russia invading Ukraine um sudan it, it's it's horrifying and uh, you know i had hoped that we had gotten to an era of civilization that we're not at so you know what one way of looking at it is if you're not at all anxious there's something wrong with you because the world is a very threatening place and we need to keep our wits about us and and you know what we need to feel the threat enough to do something about it you know and and you know we're threatened in the U.S. with losing our democracy because of this maniac who, who wants to get reelected. Um, uh, so part of me says what you got to do is identify, and as you mentioned, own it, own your anxiety if you have it, and, and figure out what you can do about it. Um, so don't let it immobilize you, but don't ignore it either. We would not be in good shape if we weren't anxious at times. And, you know, there's a French saying that that he who is happy hasn't heard the bad news yet. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> and, and so uh, we have an alarm system for a reason, you know? Um, and so I think what we need is tools that are rapid and effective to help us manage the anxiety well enough, not to make it just pretend nothing's wrong, but to deal with it, uh, be able to face it and deal with it. And that's why I built reveries to help people to, to do that and do it better. So I'm not, saying don't ever worry don't worry you know be mm -hmm. happy i'm saying if you are worried here's how to manage it and use it as information to help you live better absolutely and if there was if you found yourself in a situation where you felt very overwhelmed with anxiety physically or in your mind emotionally before you even get to your app or i know i know you probably have all the tools in your, in your back pocket anyway but what's is there one thing that you would say to yourself that would just help you get into the right mind frame one maybe one question you, you would ask yourself like i love i really love when you said about is it possible or probable because that to me helps people just come out of that fear state and back into you know the the kind of calm or more i guess where the prefrontal cortex is more in the driving seat which is what you want what is it what is the thing for right. you that you say i'd say focus on what you're for not what you're against. Don't, don't fight having a bad feeling. Say, what do I want to get out of this situation with? And find, find a path that takes you through it in a way that gets at least some of what you're hoping for.
that's what I would tell myself to do. Focus on what you're for. Dr. David Spiegel, thank you so much. I could keep you all day and I'm sure there's so many other topics we could go into and I hope maybe in the future you'll come back and um, regale me with some more of your research and findings and stories and the, I just the inner workings of the brain to me is so, so um, interesting. But best of luck with Reverie. It sounds really legit. I hope that we have dispelled some of the... Um, you know wariness around hypnosis and that we can take your own frustration down a notch as people start to see it as the legitimate therapy and support um that it is so thank you very much for giving me your time i really appreciate it you're most welcome caroline and thank you for for making such a constructive resolution of your own struggles with anxiety and helping other people learn their way up too so thank, thank you thank you that's very kind of you thank you This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The easiest way to access Owning It Real Time is to head to the link in the episode description or episode details, whatever you call them, show notes. You will find the link in there at the top. You can sign up right away for Owning It Real Time and access the full library of 10 situation-specific audio guides that will help you own your anxiety even more than you've ever done before.